Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for Lutherans. I'm Cody. And I'm Luther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, what did we watch? We watched Catch Me If You Can, Cody. Cody's not part of this. The, I, the movie's Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. And I'm Cody. Your name's Cody. You got to pause there. There's a comma, end quotation, um, Cody. I'm Cody. Unless one of the FBI agents' name was Cody, then I guess you could say the name. I'm actually thinking of rebooting this movie. It's been 18 years. Yeah, it's enough time, it's you enough. know? Let's do a reboot, and it'll be called Catch Me If You Can, Cody. Same movie, but the guy's name would be Cody Yeah. instead. Yeah. I don't know. I, Tyler, I don't know. What? Tell me I made a mistake. <laughs> what's your mistake? What's picking this movie? I wasn't. I was like, I think it was a mistake. It wasn't a bad movie. Well, see, here's the thing, Cody. What? <clears throat> what they don't understand, mm. but what you very clearly understand is, I proposed to you like a whole thing. Yeah. Where I said, and I said to you, in this, I said, pick a Cody's corner movie. Yeah. And this is what you came back with, which blew my mind Here's that a, you came back with this. There's there's a lot of politics that came to the decision. First thing that happened was I noticed this movie on Netflix, and I was like, I remember that came out when I was a kid, and I remember watching most of it and enjoying it. I wonder if it still holds up. I want to watch it. Bailey was like, I want to watch it too. I wanted to watch an official Cody's Corner movie, but I wanted Bailey to see it, and she didn't want to watch the movie with us. And so I was like, well, we can't watch that one. And then all the other movies, and some of them were like, I just wasn't in the mood for. They were too intense. They were too long, and we were running out of time. And I was just like, so we settled for it. And I don't know. Maybe it was a mistake. So are you saying this isn't a Cody's Corner movie? No. Having seen it? No, not really. I do think it was a good movie. It just wasn't like, was it the caliber that a movie needs to be to be in Cody's Corner? I say nay. How'd it go for you? I like this movie a lot. I've, I've watched it uh, many, many, many times. So this should have been a Tyler, no. Tyler's Corner. No, because <laughs> the whole thing is I proposed to you a new show called Tyler's Trash. And right. Cody, I think you're, oh, Cody, I think you're underestimating the trash of the movies. It's not like we're not going bad unless, you know, one day maybe we do Ultimate Panda Warrior or it's on HBO Max. Cody. That's HBO seen. of all the platforms. <laughs> HBO Max, where you can watch Warner Brothers' latest studio releases, and also Ultimate Panda Warrior. Yeah, your favorite ripoffs of DreamWorks animated movies. It's got Rob Schneider. <laughs> what more do you need? So I'm glad you enjoyed it. I didn't like. It is a good movie. I enjoyed it. It just it wasn't didn't scratch the itch I needed at this time you know yeah so do you, here's do you want to sum up the movie or do you yeah. want me to sum it up i'll, I'll sum it up. so catch me if you can is based on a true story of a real life con man named frank abagnale who uh was a con of all kind of, he did all kinds of cons did all he was very good at financial bank fraud and uh just being an overall who's he you know con man and tom hanks tries to catch him that's it Yep. That's it. There you go. I can't remember the time limit I was supposed to set, but I didn't look at the clock before oh, I set I, that anyway. I, I nailed it. I'll nailed tell you it. that right now. 100% perfect. Anybody says different, they don't know what they're talking about. I don't know.
Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it's a real story. Yeah, a real guy. Crazy. So yeah, are we gonna? Spo- do you want to just? We might as well. Just jump in this hot seat with me and let's share it. You know, let's share share this hot seat. Uh huh. That that's what it's called, right? The hot the jumper the jump seat, the hot jump seat whatever it was called in the plane. Your the, deadhead. Dead the, the you my deadhead is what dead they ask him. Are you the deadhead? Yeah, deadhead. There we go. But I don't know what the seat is called. It's like a jump seat or yeah. It's a tiny little seat that's. You know, like up, when you have those pushed. trucks where it's like it just has two seats, but then you know it, it does have a little extra space behind the seats, and there's a little, it just a little a little flap. It's like a like a if they're you know the plastic tray you get at a fast food restaurant. Yeah. That just kind of flips down from the wall and you sit on that. Yeah. That's what it is. So let's share one of those. Okay. Let's fly it to Spoiler Town, USA. It is a good movie. It just isn't. Is that the spoiler? <laughs> no. <laughs> it is a good movie. Just I just don't think it's a. I don't know. I Spielberg. This is a Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio film. Yep. But it's PG thirteen. It's got a lot of fun in it because it's like a glitzy, fun con man thing. It gets a little pretty serious at times, but it's not like R-rated, Oscar-bait serious. And it... I don't know. Here's the thing about Steven Spielberg. I've seen some of his older movies now, and I'm like, I get it. I get why he's the guy he is. But then he also has movies like this, where like, this is just like a good family kind of movie. Not quite a family picture, but you know, it's like, it's a PG-13 kind of movie. Everybody's going to see it because it's got leo and tom hanks and steven spielberg and it's good yeah and it was good but it wasn't like it wasn't band of brut no what's the other he he does work on that he produces it what's the one he directed saving private ryan or uh jaws you know or Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know how to feel about steven spielberg yeah but i mean like i think with steven spielberg there is like his floor, as far as the lowest quality movies he makes, are, if he's a director, are better than most directors' best movies they've ever made. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. That's true. I guess it's one of those things, he's such a big budget name now, that maybe that's the thing. It's like, you're not going to get that indie flair that makes it a Cody Corner movie. You know, yeah. it's not going to get that up and it's an upcoming director it's a low budget movie or it's a hidden gem you know it's not going to be any of those things because steven spielberg and tom hanks and leonardo dicaprio and they're gonna have plenty of budget and it's gonna be good yeah just isn't hipster enough i guess is what we're getting at that's what you're getting at i liked it it is good yeah i also i remember back when i first saw this movie right i got real i was like fascinated with this guy that he was a real person yeah and I swear, there was a point, there was a time, I don't, I think I've seen this guy in person. I don't know if I went to like something he was doing or if he was just at something. Oh, okay. Like, I don't, I'm not saying I've met him and spoken to him. I was just saying like, I'm pretty sure I've He made some sort of an appearance somewhere and you were like, he was signing books at Barnes and Noble and you were like, wait, is that the guy? And then you just kept walking. I can't put my finger on it. So maybe it was just somebody claiming to be Well, let me spoil something for you. You have seen this man. Uh-huh. Where have you seen him? In Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. At the end of the movie, spoiler alert, we're here, we're now, you can't be mad. When he gets, when Leonardo DiCaprio, as Frank Abagnale, gets arrested, the French police officer that, like, takes him to the car, that is the real-life Frank Abagnale. Yeah. 
Isn't that fun? It's so fun. So you seen he him. He arrested himself. You seen him. Yeah, he arrested himself. But I also watched, like, because there was a phase, probably closer to when this actually came out, where it was, like, a bunch of documentaries and stuff on him. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he got really popular out of seemingly nowhere. But I remember him talking about, like, him doing all this stuff. And he, they were like, well, how'd you do it? And he's like, if you walk in with a nice suit and a lot of confidence, you can get away with almost anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like talking about like how well there's you know there's not a lot to it like it's kind of family friendly, and him talking about like at the end of the day he was a kid that he's like talks I remember him talking about how he didn't quite understand the gravity of what he was doing most of the time. Yeah, because I mean based on what I understood from the movie, it was like he was seventeen to nineteen when like most of this happened. Yeah, that's how old he was. Yeah, he got caught before he turned nineteen, I think, mm-hmm. and then. And then he spent like a year or two in France in prison, and that's when he came to the U.S., and that's when yeah. he started. So, I mean, like you see FBI. towards, like, was it the third quarter of the film or something, you know, mm-hmm. where he calls the FBI agent, and he's just like, I just want to be done. I just stop. Just stop chasing me. And I, you know, like that being the kind of where he started to realize, like, oh, he's, he's like, I can't live a normal life because I mean, of what I've done. Yeah, at some point... You know, $4 million in, <laughs> people aren't just going to let you go. Yeah. You know? But. Yeah. So I think, you know, obviously there was stuff like him sleeping with flight attendants and stuff that mm-hmm. he would actually do. But it's not like he would murder people or like get in these high speed car chases because it's like the police show up was he's just going to run out the back door and try to get away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, he could change. He'd, talk about that i think that's how he get away with a lot of it too because they're like this guy's impersonating a doctor let's find the doctor and he just changes to where now suddenly like, he eh. looks 17 yeah <laughs> uh-huh. they're like well you're not the doctor you're 17 yeah i did think that was interesting too and they were like they were like we're looking for like a guy who's like 28 30 years old <laughs> and he's like yeah. 18 you're like oh this is interesting and I guess that was one thing, too, because like, in real life, he always looked older. So, like, when he was a teenager, he looked like a full-grown man. And yeah. so that helped him get away with it. Um, I liked when he came into his French class, and they were, like, knocking his... They had knocked his books out of his hand and were, like, messing with him. And he just pretended to be the substitute. Yeah. And then he turned away. The real the real substitute walks in and is like, I'm supposed to... She's like... Sorry, I'm uh, I'm teaching this class. <laughs> she yeah. buys it and leaves. That's yeah, great. which I mean, like I've always thought, what are you gonna do? Go to the principal, just be like, hey, this other person's in there. Are they real? Because then if they are, they're just gonna be like, yeah, yeah, get out what, of here. Why are yeah. you here? Oh uh, yeah, I mean that. So those parts, that part's gonna be fun. It starts, and the titles are pretty fun. It's got that fun john williams music which was nominated for an oscar this movie was nominated for an oscar for its music i thought the titles were fun i just thought they were too long just yeah. near those it was like a 10 minute title sequence that i feel like isn't it something spielberg does even now when he makes a movie like they he like because nowadays it's like maybe you get a title card and then it's happening yeah and they're like everything's at the end yeah, but there's a couple directors i feel like that they're like, still do them you're getting all of them i at feel the like beginning. it was more fashionable during that in the 2000s to do the titles i i do think to your point like lately there's less and less of it yeah now it's really just the bond movies because that they opening that is such style. a thing yeah. yeah yeah um 
and I, w- I was shocked by the catches because you know i saw this movie i was probably like 10 when this movie came out and so i i, I know i've seen it with my family um but you know crazy cast josh brolin was in it somewhere i saw that he was in the credits i didn't figure out who he was i think i remember he's a co-pilot or something oh i, thought I think sense. so um I amy think. adams is in it jennifer garner's in it just, everybody's in this movie like a lot of people that had their break you know or they were like leonardo dicaprio uh, leo's older in this one but you know like they were like that teen in their teens still you know and mm-hmm. like about to like become like adults and break out into those kind of roles that was interesting yeah <laughs> i was thinking too because like frank abino wrote he co-wrote the book for this like he co-wrote a book about his life and then they turned to a movie yeah that was interesting did, did you see in your research it's also a play or is it a musical or something oh, i didn't see that yeah let me double check if i can't remember which one it is but i was like if it's a musical that seems weird <laughs> but yeah. i don't know can you imagine just writing a book about yourself and like here's how cool i was when i was 17 years old i mean how much do you think what percentage of that would be like exaggerated to make you look even cooler i'm sure a lot yeah but that was something what was it it was in one of the I wish I could remember because there's a really good documentary that's got a ton of interviews with him. Mm-hmm. But I think they said once, like, don't you think, you know, like, how much of this is real? And he's like, I mean, all of the stuff I did, I, I actually did all those things. Where I mean, it's like, I don't have to embellish it. I did. He got per- arrested for those things. Yeah, like, <laughs> like convicted for them. He's like, I walked onto a plane at 16 and said I was the pilot. And they're like, cool, you're flying the plane. You know? Yeah. He said... He said, like, the movie's 80% accurate. And, like, the part that isn't, too, he's also just like, well, you know, we just kind of merged some some people together just to, like, yeah. make the screenplay work better. So I thought, you know, then a couple things, like, he didn't really have a relationship with his dad after after they left or after, you know, after a certain point, but they kept it going for the movie. Aside from, like, things like that, it's like, oh, yeah, all this stuff happened. Yeah. Like, I, did you see the fact that his first con was actually basically stealing, like, $30,000 from his dad? No. See that? Like his dad gave him a truck and a gas card to get to work, mm-hmm. and so he would buy stuff like tires and batteries and things, car things with it, and then sell them to the attendants. Oh wow! To get cash, and nice. he did it for. Um, let me see, because I have it like right here. But it was a, it was like a few thousand dollars, which is the equivalent of like twenty eight or twenty nine thousand dollars in today. Wow. I was like, so he was probably part of the he's reason. A, he's a hustler. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, his stuff. dad was bankrupt. And... Yeah. So, I mean, I think they kind of made it be like, oh, no, him and his dad, they love each other. Yeah. They're the best. I think, too, because they, sh- they show him in prison. So, you know, like, pretty soon on in the movie, like, oh, this guy's been arrested. But I don't know. Is it just me? That prison looked like straight up the best deal or something. Yeah. And like, or do you see the Count of Monte Cristo, the movie Count of Monte Cristo? Oh, yeah. You watch that? It reminded me of that prison. But so it's like confusing because it's modern day. Not modern day, but you know, it was shot in the 60s, 50s, 60s, 60s, yeah. 60s. I mean, I, the French prison system I know is one of the ones. Like, there's some British, or not British, European, European. prisons where it's like, you want to go there. And then there's somewhere you like, do not. I think it's, it's like Switzerland or Sweden or one of those where they're just like, all right, you can go over the holidays. Just make sure you come back. And yeah. they're like, all right. It's like, all right, it's the weekend. You can go home, but make sure you come back. And they're like, all right. And yeah. then they do. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so different from how we do things here. 
Yeah, it's more like a rehabilitation camp than... Yeah, it's like, all right, it's like a boarding school. You know, it's like, yeah. all right, you're going to come here in a week, and then you can, you know, you can leave for three days a month, and, you know, okay, all right, if your son's getting married, you can leave for three days, you have to come back. <laughs> like, yeah. It's crazy. Which, I... Th- but, I don't know, they showed some other cells that were, like, more modern-looking, but for his cell just looked like... Uh, big stone bricks <laughs> and a slit that will slide some food through. And you had the long hair. I was like, is this, is this just from a Leonardo DiCaprio kind of Monte Cristo that like was never finished? Or this is what I wonder, right? Because I've heard so like I'll see things online, right, where they're talking about those prisons. I'll be like, this is how American prisons should work. And then someone's like, yeah, but if they don't come back, they get sent to other prisons that mm. aren't nice More so it's almost prisons. like that's the threat that keeps the nice ones working oh yeah because <laughs> they're just such like they're just like throw you in a hole in the ground they're like well you're gonna be here for two years maybe we'll send some bread in a week or two you yeah know? there's some water dripping down the wall that's your source of water <laughs> i don't know but i think i mean yeah i don't i wonder how accurate that was versus just like how it was supposed to be they're like, well, he had a normal cell, but they were so embarrassed or something by it that they were just like brutally mean to him and mm-hmm. would do all this stuff that isn't yeah. necessarily the best. And they're like, we'll just do this to kind of encompass all of that into one For shot. Sure. For sure. And he ran away. Yeah, I couldn't believe he made He almost, almost made an escape in prison from the guards. Pretty shifty. Yeah. They talked about him. Did he actually escape from prison in the movie? Like a... I don't remember. Because I was looking through stuff that he did, like his crimes, and one of them was impersonating a prison guard and escaping prison. Oh, wow. Sure. And I'm like, I, I they left that out. Mm. I also realized, have you ever heard of the show White Collar? Mm-mm. No. I was like, because I love this movie, but I haven't seen it in a while, and I've, my, I've introduced that show to my wife because she likes the crime shows. But it's basically just this story, but set in like the, in like 2010 or 2012, right? Uh-huh. And they add some drama in there, but just like a con man that gets caught and then works for the FBI. But it's like the same thing where he's so good at it because he could just like walk into a room and be like, oh yeah, I own this bar. And the owner will be like, yes, you do, sir. You do own this bar. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I did enjoy that. Like, you know, you mentioned him being the French teacher, and then there's the part where he's about to get caught. Like, he's at a Tropicana Hotel in Los Angeles, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Tom Hanks comes into his room <laughs> to bust him, you know? And he's just like, all right, I'm here. I'm with the CIA. We've been tracking this guy, too. So there he goes. He's down there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to take this stuff down to evidence, and I'll be back. And then he just makes it out there. It's fun to watch him bluff through some of those situations. Yeah. But it's I, a real thing, you know? Yeah. If you're I well-dressed places, you know, sometimes people will be like, hey, you're the manager here, right? It's like, oh, I definitely don't work here at all, but it's good to know that, you know, I could be a con man and pretend to be the manager of this place if I wanted to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I really, just looking at the movie itself, you know, I like the dynamic that, Little baby Leo, you know, Leo, yeah. sweet boy, and uh, Tom Hanks mm-hmm. have. Yeah. Frank Abagnale said that um, Tom Hanks studied that. So, yeah, so in the book, Frank Abagnale didn't name the actual FBI officer because uh, he was still living and didn't, you know, 
didn't want to show those details. The guy died, so then he shared his name. He's like, yeah, Tom Hanks studied this guy to be as a basis for his character, and he's like, and he nailed it. Like, yeah, you know, it, talking to him in character was just like talking to the actual FBI agent that who we like worked with. Yeah, but it's just like I, he's so good, <laughs> like where he's just like kind of this bumbling guy that, but he always catches the people, so he's well respected in this. You know what do they call it? The bank fraud division. Because mm-hmm. that's again like where I was just like, this show white collar just ripped off this whole story. Yeah, because they're like yeah. they're in the white collar crime unit, which yeah. is like the modern day equivalent of it. But um, like so, but no one believes in this particular thing. They just are like, this isn't this isn't a real like uh, issue. So they give him a guy who got sent to the that division as a punishment and another uh-huh. guy who's just audited like other investigations yeah yeah and he's like oh, okay <laughs> well and he's like the star of this unit and they're like no we're not wow. giving you anything did, did you ever watch mcmillions it's like an hbo documentary about the no i've McDonald's. heard so many people talk about it. i though. started i didn't finish i did want to finish i didn't finish it but it was interesting because they talked about like yeah so we work in financial crimes and the fbi which is like the least sexy division but you know but these people are like into it and there's like all right who's running scams who's doing bank fraud who you know and that's those are the crimes they investigate but like the one guy was so excited about it. he's like i just i want to do a sting operation i want to be undercover and he ends up getting to do all of that while they're investigating the mcdonald's monopoly scandal that was happening <laughs> so like they went undercover pretended to be the mcdonald's advertising team to like go and interview these people that won to try to link them to like the fishy thing that was going on it's pretty funny to hear the guy, like, he was so excited about it. He was like, I was preparing for my part, and I was studying, like, whatever. It's so, like, it'd be undercover. Yeah, I saw it. Was, you know, normally undercover, you're like, all right, we're pretending to be drug dealers, and we're going to do a deal with this other guy. And it's like, no, like, you're going to be a McDonald's advertising commercial director, <laughs> and you're going to go <laughs> interview this random guy who won a million dollars by playing Monopoly at McDonald's. Anyway, he's just like, the... It's high stakes because they're FBI and they don't want to get covered. But it's also like, this is so low stakes. <laughs> like, yeah. You're pretending to shoot a commercial. What's going to happen to you? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so we get, to see, we get to see Leonardo DiCaprio as a youth. He's, so he's a teenager, right? He pretends to be the French teacher. His dad's Christopher Walken. His mom is a French lady. <sighs> I'll excuse you, sir. Yeah. She is a French whore. All right? <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> she came out there dancing for all the soldiers oh right 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 i forgot and then but then she also cheats on christopher walken how could you how could you do that to him talking about the man who personified king louis they made oh yeah right the live action yeah so anyway they're in the house and he's making pa- leonardo DiCaprio is making pancakes and you know you pour the pancake you wait for the bubbles then you flip Right? right, we all know. He pours the pancakes. He's talking to his dad, hugs his dad. The pancakes are flipped. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. This driving me crazy. I was like, nobody flipped those pancakes. Did you notice him? Steven Spielberg is a liar. Did you notice him pour pancake? It cut away, and it cut back, and he was like walked over to pour another pancake. Like the one of the <laughs> like pancakes the- magically disappeared. Uh-huh. Come on. The stack was like six pancakes Gotta higher. get it. To, I think it's one of those things, like if you've ever made a movie or a short film or anything, you're so much more tuned into those kind of details because you're like always looking for them where it's like, oh, did I, you know, is there continuity in these shots? 
drives me crazy when I, whenever I notice it. Yeah. Okay, your pan Steven Spielberg. It's like, do you even know how to make pancakes? Probably not. Probably not. And then, oh, he's Leonardo DiCaprio. Is young Frank Abagnale. He's a school. Gets bullied. Yeah. The bully walks away, and then his like sidekick shakes his hand, and I just <laughs> never <laughs> been so confused. Because they like went to go do the yeah man like. Yeah, 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 waiting for the high five to happen, or the chest bump, or the headbutt, and it's just a hand, a well mannered handshake. I was like, who? So this is my question. Okay, was it supposed to be the like, yeah, a little hand, like the you know the little hand slidey slap thing that you do sometimes? That existed at the time. Was that supposed to be it? And the other guy just panicked and went for a handshake. I don't know what and they on were like, earth happened. Yeah, they were like, you know, forget it, just leave it in. I want to understand, but I do not. Yeah, because <laughs> the whole the whole thing about that situation is supposed to be like his dad was like the fa- a fancy pen salesman, so mm. he's like part of the Rotary Club, and they were wealthy oh, yeah. and all that. And then they have he has some trouble with the IRS, mm-hmm. which they eventually lose everything, right? And they're in they go from this big house to this tiny little apartment, and yeah, all that. Here's the question, Cody. Ask me the question. Ask me a question you want to know the answer to. Who buys these pens? Who buys who buys these pens? I'll tell you, my cousin buys these pens. <laughs> okay. No, no. Disney World has pens. Okay. There is an enormous community, maybe not enormous, way bigger than I ever thought it would be, mm-hmm. of people who buy, sell, and trade disney world and disneyland pens they have a new one i guess every year or for every ride like a fancy like a super fancy pen like the kind he has them mounted in shadow boxes on the wall of his office have you ever shopped the pen aisle at office max or staples or any of those stores every time that's my other pricing i buy fancy pens i here's the thing i spent time as a missionary doing all my planning organizing agendaing on paper yeah and so i understand a good pen i am a zebra pen man all right f301 is what i use but i've used the 701 or whatever the higher model for me it's just i need something that writes well i like that it's metal it's not too heavy you can get the 701 is heavier for zebra pens and you know this pen is like three dollars the F701 is like $7. And that's like, that's as much as I spend on my pens. I don't, I bought a $30 pen as a gift once. And I think that person really appreciated it. And it's it's different when you get the more expensive pens, writing them, you know. But for me, I spend $3 on a pen. I wouldn't spend more than $10 a pen. And I get one I know I like the way it writes. I can refill it. So what are you about to show me? What are you roughly I'm looking at, I'm, I'm trying to remember. So Cody, let me tell you. You're saying you, you appreciate a good pen. Yeah. And I'm saying you're lying. Yeah, here, I appreciate a good pen. Zebra pens. No. They're garbage. No, they're not. You got to get yourself one of these. What do you have? This is, this is a Pentel. Now, hear me out. Energel liquid gel ink. Needle oh, tip. Don't tell point, me you're a gel pen, boy. Point three okay. millimeters. There's nothing wrong with the gel pen. I don't like gel pen. I want a ball point, okay? Look at this needle tip. All right, take a look at mine. Ugh. All right. Yeah, this is the kind of pen my mom has. I like the needle tip. I'm just going to write something. Needle tips suck. 
Uh, this is a good pen. You're right. Yeah. This is a good pen. Here's my only problem with it. I like the metal pens. That's well. That's not metal. though. I've gotten this the metal one ones. isn't. It does write great, and that's the most important thing. Did you write with that, or what? You just saw that it was the same as your mom, and you're. you're I mean, done? those are the ones that I, you know, when I was a burgeoning pen, pen addict. <laughs> An addict. Um, they uh, then I would steal those from my mom. Then I briefly spent time, you know, where I would buy these pens. I can't honestly even remember what kind they were. I know they were $30 a pop, and it really hurt at the time when I was in high school, and I only used those. Yeah. So when I needed a new one, it was a pain. Oh, yeah. And then one day I went into the Mont Blanc store, and then I looked around. I was looking at pens. I saw a $200 pen, and I thought about it for more than two seconds, and I was like, this has to stop. How much? It was $200. (laughs) So it was a cheap Mont Blanc. Oh, my gosh. Which I own a Mont Blanc. But it was bought over in China where the exact same pen is 35 cents. Are you strictly a gel pen boy? No, I just like these particular ones. It's the Pentel. If I was just to pick a random pen, I would go with the roll. See, I was using the Uniball ones that just... I use the pens that have the caps, not the clickies, usually. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, so oh. what What do you spend on per... Your average, everyday, good pen, all reliable, what are you spending on that? Uh, seven seven yeah it's probably my like if if it's a seven dollar pen i'm gonna trust that it's a good pen yeah see this i like i do like the seven dollar version of this pen that i have it's just it's just bigger and this one like i can slide this into like spiral bound notebooks and stuff like that and yeah. the, you know it's just i'm sold and i get grumpy when i can't find them or i can't the refills used to be easy to find now they're not as easy to find it's a whole thing yeah these are the only kind of pens that i've actually like used all the ink on and had to refill you know, that's when you know it's a pen you like. Yeah. When you run out of ink on it. And have you noticed, what is it about 90% of pens being made in Japan and the other 10% France? Have you noticed that? Like, yeah. Pentel's a Japanese company, Zebra's a Japanese company, Bic is French. Mm-hmm. What is that? It's the precision. Why do they got the, the market cornered? Why aren't there German pens? There are. Because I was about to say, I had one that was made in Germany, and that was Or is my it just the pen. higher end pens that are yeah. made in Germany? Yeah. Interesting. So anyway, the mom makes sandwiches uh, for the neighbors when she sleeps with them in the movie. Yeah. And I just, she was like, I just, the, the guy's like, thanks for the sandwich oh, as he's leaving, you know? I don't know. I was just. And then she offers her son a sandwich. I know. She's like, making sandwiches for everybody on the block. And I, you know, it's just, just own up to it. <laughs> if, you're, if you're smushing with the neighbor guy behind the back of the husband and the son walks into the house. Don't pretend like nothing happened, you know? Just be like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know, right? It's disrespectful to Leonardo, to the Academy, to Americans. Yeah, but not to French. Not to French. The French are the worst. They're very sexually liberated people. Yeah. Also, they eat better pastries, more refined pastry palate, you know? What's your opinion? Those are the two things I know about France. I've been to... Quebec, so I know a thing or two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Quebec, so at the end of the movie, he's in France and he's next to the church and he's printing off way too many fake checks and he gets arrested there. Yeah. Fun fact. No, no, that is not in France as you may have thought. It's in Quebec City in the province of Quebec in Canada. Fun fact. I've been there. <gasps> I realized I've walked right by that church. 
because I've been to Quebec and I toured Quebec City and I walked the streets and I walked right by that building. Here's what I'm learning then. What? That Quebec City is not a very modern looking city if that's anywhere. It's super old looking. Like 80% of the city is just like super old looking cobblestone streets. Like, yeah, it's retro, super retro French Canadian architecture. Super (laughs) passes for uh, France in most areas. Isn't that fun? Yeah, I I mean, it's weird. (laughs) Because I mean, like... Oh, if anywhere, if anything is shot in France, I've learned it's most... Half the time, it's shot in Quebec. Well, yeah, I know Canada's super, uh, like, it's a good place to film a movie. Yeah. If you're doing, like, lower budget or you need, like, a wilderness or, like, older stuff. You see Toronto and Vancouver on stuff all the time. Yeah. On, like, the credits of a movie. I know, was it... British Columbia? It's like Vancouver. It's like, oh, you want to shoot, you know, Oregon or Washington? They're going to shoot it in Vancouver half the time. Yeah. And if it's New York, a third of the time they're going to Toronto. And if yeah. it's supposed to be France, then they go to Quebec. Yeah. I've been to Toronto. It um, is very similar to New York. I've been in both. According to uh, 30 Rock, Steve Martin says it's uh, just like New York, but without all the stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Here's what I learned. When we went to Toronto. There's two things I noticed. One... Uh, the speed limit signs are in are not in miles per hour, and that took me a while to figure out. That took me several speed limit signs to figure that out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, everybody's going real fast in Canada. <laughs> Secondly, it really just looks like because you know, like there's cities like New York that just sprawl forever, and it's like you can't tell when New York stops and the next big city starts. And it's sure, just yeah, miles like Los Angeles, okay, New York, and, the, and then there's Kansas City, which like just sprawls forever. Mm-hmm. But it's not big, really, anywhere except for the very center. Yeah. Toronto. I feel like Toronto is like, it's here, and there's tall buildings, and then there's a little bit, and then there's nothing, and then it just stops. <laughs> like, I've, I've never seen, like, such a hard break in a city yeah. than when I went there, and we drove from the airport into Toronto. Mm-hmm. It's like when you see people driving into the Vegas Strip, and it's like, oh, desert Vegas Strip. Oh, and yeah, it's like, except it's Toronto. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm sh- There's a decent chance a lot of that's developed now since I was there. Sure. But it was just nothing. Why not? And I was like, this is strange. Yeah. I, uh, she also, she also gives him some money. So like he's trying to yeah. process the news that his mom is cheating on his dad. And then she's like, here, take, take some money. Like nobody pays hush money like mom, you know? Yeah. Here's $5. You know what? No, here's $10. $10. You want a sandwich? No, that's too much. It's too much payoff right there. No, no. That's uh, illegal. Oh, speaking of people who are in this movie, Elizabeth Banks is in this movie. <gasps> she flirts with Leonardo DiCaprio. I was, I tell you what, I saw Elizabeth Banks and I was like, Leonardo DiCaprio, you better not hurt her. She's precious. And uh, she was just in that scene, so I was like, cool. Yeah. Amy Adams, I like Amy Adams, but her character, no poker face, you know? She couldn't, she couldn't handle it, handle the heat. Yeah. Didn't appreciate and then she that. betrayed Frank. Betrayed him, and I mean, I I don't know. I guess if she was like young and impressionable, and her parents were, that her dad's a lawyer, I guess. So he is, you know. I guess, I guess, whatever. But you know, you shoulda, you shouldn't. Yeah, here we go. Let's stand you know, by your man. Let's dive down this rabbit hole. All right. All right. Join the hands with me, and let's jump down to this pit of abyss. Okay. Please. Let's point out the fact. Okay. Let's walk through this events. Abigail boy, right? Meets what's her face? Amy Adams. Amy Adams with braces. Yeah. 
they eventually, after she gets her braces off, have sex. Sexual congress. She cries. He thinks it's because she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, nope. It's because I had an abortion. <laughs> and I'm, and then he's like, oh, you know. And then she tells the whole story. She got kicked out. She ha- She got pregnant. Parents are like, you're not having a baby. They do. They pay for it. Or they don't pay for it. They get. She says they had one of her daddy's friends do it. Who's like, which a I'm like, dentist or something? is he? They never specify what he is. Okay. So I'm like, is this man a doctor? Is he a farmer? Is he a is pen he just salesman? A guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a lot of ways this could go. And then he's like, what if you're engaged to a doctor? Will they let you come back? Because then they kick her out after they make her have an abortion. They say you are not allowed around here anymore. Course. And then he's like, I'll oh. save you. I'll, I'll, me as a fake doctor, I'll get engaged to you. Yeah. Then they go back. And then there's a scene where he sees the dad and the mom like swaying, like dancing while they're doing dishes. dishes. And he's like, oh, this is a cute couple. And I'm like, no, these are bad people. <laughs> they forced their daughter. They disowned to... their daughter after making her get an abortion. Yeah. yeah. And they told her after she repeatedly was like, can I come home yet? We're like, no. I don't. These are bad people. Yeah. They're terrible people. And, I mean, okay, side note to that. While we're in this rabbit hole, um, what's his name? Martin Sheen? Is that, that's the, the dad's name, right? The actor's name? Martin Sheen? I think so. I'll double check. There's Michael Sheen. There's Martin Sheen. There's Martin Charlie Short. Sheen. Oh. Martin Short. And, finally, Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Emilio Estevez is the son of Martin Sheen. Michael Sheen is the son of Martin Sheen, right? Am I doing it right? Martin Sheen. Uh, Charlie yes. Sheen. No, Charlie Sheen is the son of Martin Sheen. Yes. And then Michael Sheen is the British version of those because he's not related because he's British. Yes. But anyway. we've established that doesn't mean anything with the Nolan brothers. Oh, that's true. And apparently, uh, have you heard the whole drama with Alec Baldwin's wife, Hilaria Baldwin? No. Okay. Tell me. While we're in the middle of this side, now let me just branch us off. Another, this is a whole thing. It's been a thing. I don't know what the resolution was. Her name was Hilaria Baldwin. Not like it's hilarious, but like Ilaria. Like she's Spanish and her name is Hillary. Got it? Got it. You're staying with me? According to sources, once again, I don't know the resolution. I just know the drama of it. She was born in New York to rich parents who, after she grew up, spent some time in Spain. At which point, they're not Spanish, by the way. They're just white people from the States that moved to Spain and lived in Spain for a while. Anyway, now she goes by Hilaria. She has a Spanish accent. Her kids have Spanish names, and she speaks with a Spanish accent. So everyone's like, something's wrong. (laughs) Something's not adding up. She's also like a yoga instructor and stuff and like influencer. So it's like, is she just being more ethnic, you know, to be more appealing as like a yoga guru anyway i don't know what the result was i just know it's amazing so my original question yeah martin sheen yes what happened to his teeth that is some next level acting his teeth were wrong they weren't with the way they normally are i know this because i've seen a whole season of west wing so i know what his mouth normally looks like so was he acting did he was he wearing a mouth thing to make his teeth look different and be more of a Louisianan? Louisianan? Louisian? Louis boy. Louis boy? Are you familiar with Martin Sheen's mouth? 
Can I'm, you speak to this? I'm not familiar with it. All I've seen is a lot of pictures that I'm... There is definitely more than one picture in his IMDb spool. Mm-hmm. That is Charlie Sheen. Well, that makes sense. That like, checks out. In like a movie similar to... Like, like it's Charlie Sheen in a movie where he's all dressed up like he's in Vietnam. And it's, oh, like he Platoon? Looks like Platoon. Is he a Platoon or Apocalypse Now? Which one's he? I think it's Platoon. He's, what? Or is he in Apocalypse Now? Or is he in, is he in both? He can't be in both. I'm pretty sure he's in Hot Shots. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's like Martin Sheen, and then you scroll the next one, and it's like, this is looks like the same movie, but that's definitely Charlie Sheen. Uh, that's all I got. His mouth is closed in every single picture. Well, here's what I know. Charlie Sheen is in Hot Shots. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's in, isn't he in Platoon? Or is it Apocalypse? Okay, we're going way back. Martin Sheen teeth. He definitely has like that. And he's in Platoon. Platoon is the movie he's in. So. Okay, tell me me if I'm nailing it right now. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a little more. A little more upper teeth. But it's when you talk. When you yeah. say something, the upper teeth just full fledged pop out. Yeah, they just come But right not out even of the here. back of your, just like the front four teeth. I don't know how he does it. Well, anyway, he just kind of does it, you know? Speaking of mouths and teeth, here's my other question. We talked about Amy Adams, who characterized braces. Were those real braces? What happened there? That's my question. They to were, you. they looked pretty real. Or were they just like something that got puttied onto her teeth? Yeah, that, I mean, that makes more sense for them to have done. But until the braces came off, I was like, did they just hire her because she had braces? Is this like a, a dream of an actress where it's like, oh my goodness, I'm like a qualified actress and I have braces that look similar with braces. Anyway, I was, I was really hoping the trivia for this movie would answer that question, and it has not. Well, if it helps. Okay, pause. Re- there's, yeah. I have to bring us on another side tangent. <laughs> okay. You know how NFL football is a thing? Yeah. Well, here's what I just learned. Remember how the Bears play the Saints today and it's a wild card game and everyone's like, there is zero chance the Bears can do anything against the Saints. It is the third quarter and it's three to seven. What universe is this? Where do we live? And were those real braces? Here's my question. Jennifer Garner, talk about her teeth for a second. I don't know why teeth are happening today. I don't know why this is the third actor that we're discussing teeth about in this movie, but it's happening and I need you to embrace it and to be here with me for yeah, it. I'm here. Jennifer Garner, everyone knows her from the movie Electra and the fact that Ben Affleck did not treat her right. Yeah. What you may not know is something was also wrong with her teeth in this movie. She plays a famous actress slash model slash prostitute. Yeah. Sorry, sex worker. Yeah. So, wait, sorry. Let me just correct you there. Hoor. <laughs> there, there it is. Okay. She's in the yeah. movie. She's famous. She sees Leonardo DiCaprio. They're both in like fancy hotel rooms or apartments or something. And he's like, haven't I seen you before? She's like, don't I see you? Don't we know each other? Why don't you come in for a nightcap? Do you want to have sex? That whole thing. What? Back to first. Uh, the, the res- they were Okay. This says it's fake dental braces. All right. You, you found the answer for me. Yeah, so it's like a mouthpiece that they kind of okay. That checks in out. There. That's, I mean, that makes more sense than her having braces, yeah, for real, and then not having them in the next scene. Yeah. So, Jennifer Garner's teeth, she has two front teeth, and then her like fangs, so side of her teeth, they were a little off. So she's had to have had braces since then, right? Because I feel like I would have noticed that in any of her other movies, i.e., Thirteen Going on Thirty. Also, how old was she in this? Because wasn't Thirteen Going on Thirty in like two thousand five? And wasn't this movie in two thousand two? And didn't she look like? 
16 in this movie? She was born in 72, so she was 30. In this movie? Yeah. Her, does it just her teeth that made her look young? Or just her being next to Leonardo DiCaprio, who was playing a 17-year-old at the time? Did you notice the teeth thing, or is it just me? Am I just on a teeth kick? Tooth I kick? feel like she's always got like a little bit of a buck teeth thing going on. Not the buck teeth, though. I'm talking about the teeth next to the, those the teeth. The teeth next to the thing. Let me look at I'm going to search Jennifer Gardner teeth. I don't even want to. This is the fourth <laughs> actor I've done this on. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's I see him. Her teeth look very different in modern pictures. Okay, maybe not that different. Oh, look. Top 10 celebrity cosmetic dental surgery before and after photos. Yeah. I think def- a definitely a big part of it is her smiling different nowadays. Yeah, because you can in this picture that I'm looking at, she's got more gum going on. And that kind yeah. of throws, whereas now she's got less gum going on. I just wanted to make sure it was a thing. Here, here's what's and bothering me. It doesn't look me, half man. this bad, but maybe it was just the side profile close-ups of her in the movie because there were like twelve of them. It definitely looks like her top jaw is much smaller <laughs> in mm-hmm. the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. Narrower, if you will, like an alligator's. Okay, so this goes back to my fun fact about Amy Adams. Right. <laughs> okay i'm I'm tying it all in i'm tying it all in do it so they have a very fun awkward teenage makeout session in his doctor's office where everyone thinks he's 20 years old i learned that steven spielberg was like it's got to be sloppy kiss here's what i need you to envision you're starving to death and his face is a cheeseburger (laughs) (laughs) those are his directions and doesn't that scene make a lot of sense now that you've heard that she nailed it that's the vibe she was asked for. She delivered. He truly is the greatest director of our time. <laughs> it's funny, too, because you're like, no, this is not his second movie. This is, this is 28 years into a well-established directing career. Anyway, it worked. It worked. I'm not saying it didn't work because it did. The, I don't know. Why, maybe, let's go off. Cody, follow me on this other side. <laughs> so recently, Tiffany and I watched the other uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas right because you know we watched the animated one the new one yeah the cumberbatch cumberbatch one yeah so we watched the jim carrey one and the scene where he's giving what's the dog's name max max direction because who's the who directed the movie it's oh gosh it's the guy you know the guy it's you know the guys i don't know who directed oh, it I, wait hold wait don't don't even uh don't oh I'm th- I've got it. Oh, no. I, I accidentally searched one too many words. Oh, no. Okay, here we go. I got it right now. Ron Howard. Oh, yeah. So, you know, know that guy. Ron Howard, he's got the hat. He's always got the hat. And he's like, his thing is, he's like, all right, here's the thing. And he like sets the scene and he's like moving around and like doing stuff. Yeah. And like does this thing a lot. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. That's what he does. <laughs> like a director chair appears out of nowhere. He's like, all right, here's what you're going to do. Puts on the hat. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it really uh, paints a picture of the this guy's uh, psycho. The Grinch and Ron Howard. Yeah. But, you know, he's a good boy. He makes movies. Are they as good as Steven Spielberg's? Ron Howard movies? Um, no. Ron Howard's good, too, but he's not Spielberg. Right? Okay, Ron Howard's top three directed movies. Solo, A Star Wars Story. Armageddon, probably. And I just learned how the Grinch stole Christmas. You know, it's not the same, 
as Steven Spielberg. You didn't even know. He Does Ron Howard have a Jaws? Does he have a Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Does he kind? need a Jaws? He's. It says Apollo 13, so boom. Is that the same thing as Armageddon? Also, the Nickelodeon show Astronauts. Here's um, all you need to know. Producer. Here's all you need to know. On his IMDb, he is known for... <laughs> The narrator of Arrested Development. Yeah. So, no, he's not the same caliber as Steven Spielberg. But look at the next three. There you go. Man at... What? He's, he's <laughs> acted in acted A Beautiful in Mind. A, be- a side part in A Beautiful Mind. He's 87 acting credits. 145 producing credits. He directed Hillbilly Elegy, the people both loved and critics absolutely hated. He directed Pavarotti. I didn't know that. Directed... He executive produced several Curious George I mean, videos. In the Heart of the Sea, everyone remembers that movie. Yeah. Rush, which actually looks pretty good. He did... Uh, oh, he directed Frosty Nixon, which is actually really good. Frost Nixon. All the Da Vinci Code movies. Mm-hmm. Cinderella Man. Beautiful Mind, which I just realized right now are two different movies. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. He, I guess, didn't do Wait, Armageddon. which two movies did you just realize? Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't know they were two different movies. What I'm saying is I think of them as the same thing, basically, I just, until I, I saw them. Next. Cinderella Man. Okay. About Russell Crowe as a boxer in the a 30s. Boxer. A Beautiful Mind, Russell Crowe as a tortured genius in the 30s. So okay. don't come at me. Don't come at me, okay? Maybe not the 30s, but he's a mathematician. I don't know. <laughs> it's just very different movies. Have Russell Crowe, Ron Howard productions, and they were made with you know five years within each. They're the same thing. They're almost the same runtime. They're both PG thirteens. So don't come at me. Okay, I get you. No, I get you. <laughs> so here's the thing: Frank Abagnale goes from fake pilot to fake doctor to fake lawyer. Well, no. Technically a real lawyer because he passed the bar, right? Correct. You don't need a law degree. Don't you just need to pass the bar? Correct. And most people aren't going to pass the bar without getting a law degree? Most and people, I don't think you can, most places they'll let you take the exam without going to hey school. Hey, Google, can you take the bar exam without doing law school? So there are states where you can just take the bar. It's kind of like you can take, there's a, so there is a bar exam for doctors, and there are states that will allow you to practice medicine. Missouri is one that will allow you to practice medicine without completing medical school if you complete the test. It sounds a lot easier to just do the test yeah. than doing like <clears throat> I think two the, years of classwork and I think years the bigger thing is like <clears throat> you can't make as much as another doctor, right? Mm. Because like some hospitals wouldn't hire you and they definitely wouldn't pay you what a doctor makes. Interesting. But yeah and i think a lot of like medical schools and law schools like part that's, of it is you that's take the all bar. your networking right yeah too is the other thing where it's like well, yeah your medical school is going to connect they're going to help you take the test they're going to prepare you for the test and then they're going to help you get your residency and your internship and you know all that stuff yeah so anyway he becomes a fake lawyer that's when the jig's kind of up and that was actually one of my favorite like him bluffing through a situation moment is where he watches TV to see what it what how he should be a lawyer, yeah. and then he shows up to court and does the basically the same spiel that he saw on TV. And the judge is like, 
Yeah, we're in pretrial, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of it's here. Like, there's no defendant. There's no, there's no jury. jury. There's no defendant. Yeah, no. It's, it's uh, just me. It's just me. I did uh, I did like that. I like when, so he gets called in, because he's like the night ER person. Yeah. And he, so they never need him because there's doctors on call there. So he's just like the administrative doctor. He's the doctor the rest of them are operating under. Right, like an attending physician at a teaching hospital or whatever. He's orchestra, you know. <laughs> They have to call him, which one thing they make a big deal about, like, oh, he has to go. He shows up. There's two other doctors standing yeah, there, yeah. so he didn't need to go. And then it's just, do you concur? Oh, I mean, my. He's like, he's he like broke his there leg. is a bicycle accident where he has a terrible fracture. And he's like, do you concur, doctor? <laughs> like, that's all. He's like, about to throw up from seeing all the blood. Yeah. He's like, what? It, it was a bicycle. He's like, do you concur? <laughs> the doctor's like, why didn't I concur? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like hanging his head like so stupid. <laughs> uh so you know, we get to the point where the jig is up, right? He's left Amy Adams, he's gone out the window, he's like, Meet me in Miami Airport in two days, whatever, take this money, take a cab, whatever. We'll leave. So his whole thing to get through the airport is like I didn't know this was is what his plan was. Here's what here's what the movie tells us. He goes to an auditorium full of High school students, high school students, college yep. students, high school students, probably. And he's like, "Hey, we've got this great Amer- American Pan Am, Pan American Airlines. We're gonna do a program. You're gonna get to travel on the jet and learn what it's like to be an air- a stewardess, uh, and yep. blah blah blah. Everyone's excited about it. Gets all these women to do it. And my first thought was, oh, so he's just starting a cult. Oh no." He's just kidnapping eight high school girls. Turns out it was all just a diversion. So they would walk through the airport and they would kind of be his shields so no one would notice him. Yeah. I'm just saying from where I'm sitting, I was like, he's starting a cult. He's kidnapping people. Yeah. I mean, it could have gone that way. I think it's a very different. It would have been much more of a Cody Corner movie if yeah. it had gone that route. So, <clears throat> I have an addition of what does my note mean? Oh. And are you, re- are you ready? My question is, are you ready to play? It's my favorite game, yes. Now, Cody, I've seen this movie at least 20 times. So, if I can't decipher this, I think we watch different movies. Ready? Three words. One question right now. Why the Cobells? Co- Cole, coat, cobbles, cables, cat, not cables. Um, what? What? This is after the Lutheran thing, and before the kidnapping eight girls to start a cult thing. Why, Why? the labels? Why does he te- tear the labels off stuff? Why does he tear the labels off stuff? You're so good at this game. <clears throat> I think that was just like that's like a fidget he would do. So that's something where... There's a tell, right? Yeah. Like, because like, they talk about, in his book, I'm pretty sure, references, like, that's how the FBI would know he's been he's somewhere, if, like, the labels pulled off a wine bottle at the fancy restaurant. Yeah. Because wow. he'd pull them off and put them, in, like, in his wallet or something. That was just, like, What an interesting tick. Fidget. Oh, because they established that when he hands his wallet to Tom Hanks back when he almost gets caught at the Tropicana, he opens the wallet and there's, like, all these labels in there. Yeah. That makes sense now. I was confused by that. So he goes to France. He prints off eight billion more checks than anyone ever should. 
gets caught. He's not actually in France. He's in Quebec City. Yeah. And uh, gets caught. And then it turns out he knows a lot about financial crimes because that's what he did. And then becomes a consultant for the FBI. And it's like a fun little... Oh. If So by fun. this movie, how long would you say he spent in prison after he was caught? In France? The, it, from the time he was caught to back in the States and working for the FBI. And working? Yeah. I would say he was in France for two years and probably like six months before he started working for the FBI. So I think it was like four years and some change. Because it said less than five years of his sentence before he started working for the FBI. Interesting. Wow. So I don't know how much of that was in France, but I felt like he served much less time in prison than because he had he had long hair when the FBI agent showed up to the printing press. He did. Yeah. Oh, you're probably right. So I don't think he was in French prison that long before yeah. he was extradited. Because they were trying, he said <clears throat> that was like the whole thing was. <clears throat> that their like deal was he would go in like he would take them to him if he could arrest him and then extradite him basically so yeah it's like they got to arrest him but he got to be the one to actually put the cuffs on him and then they got extradited back to the u.s here's the thing french they i don't know how they feel about it i know the u.s never gives them people and they always take criminals from the french police because the french is like I know France is like the center of Interpol. They're like the ones that run it the mm-hmm. most. So I, it, it makes it almost sound like they made it out like, oh, French prison's a nightmare. But I'm like, do they send all their criminals to the U.S. because U.S. prison's a nightmare? Right. It's the punishment. Right. All the international criminals are like, well, the U.S. has got the worst prisons. So send them <laughs> over there. Sure, yeah. Send them to, I don't know, where were they in prison break? I mean, no, I don't know. The second seat in Mexico or something. Like oh, that. yeah, sure. It's one of those prisons where they just close the doors and they're like... Make a society now. <laughs> yeah, they're like, ah, we're not going in Playground there. rules. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, so, yeah, that's nice. He gets to work for the FBI. He gets to have kids and be free and then uh, write a book and bump into Tyler, but he never knew it. So here's here's my question to you. Christopher Walken, his performance. Yeah. Oscar worthy, not Oscar worthy. Okay, here's the thing. I would say Oscar nod worthy, but I need to know who he's going up against. He did get an Oscar nod for his performance. He's the only actor in this movie to get an Oscar nod for their performance, which I thought was interesting. Chris Cooper uh, from the movie Adaptation, Ed Harris from The Hours, Paul Newman from Road to Perdition, John C. Riley from Chicago, and Christopher Walken, Catch Me If You Can. Now, who won? Chris Cooper from Adaptation, which I don't even know that movie. I don't even know who Chris Cooper is, so there you go. You're about to. I always find it interesting to see, like, what class of movies, you know, and I guess it was a weird time for movies, right? If I'm 10 years old, I'm not going to have a good... Oh, Chris Cooper, he's the guy with the eye, the beady eyes and the face, and we all know and love him from the movie Adaption, American Beauty, Mm -hmm. Little Women, the... 2019 TV show? Nope, nope. 2019 movie. And, uh, I don't know. Cars 3. He's smoky. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how to help you. So. I think that says all you need right there is <laughs> Cars 3 is smoky. That's Christopher Walken known as. Best picture that year was Chicago up against Gangs of New York. 
The Hours, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, and The Pianist. Oh, Back when they only had five nominees for Best Picture. Here's the thing. Life was so much simpler. I I think two people in the movie deserve the Oscar nod, at least, right? Talk to me. Christopher Walken. Okay. Because he's a, he's a treasure. He is. And Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks did a good job. I think if it was a thin year for leading roles. Maybe Leo. Maybe Leo, yeah. but probably not. Certainly not better than... Tell me. Tell me. Hit me with it. Adrian Brody in The Pianist or Nicolas Cage in Adaptation, which is... Is that a Charlie Kaufman? Okay, we're going to have to watch this movie. Michael Caine in The Quiet American. Daniel Day-Lewis in Gangs of New York. That might might should have won. And Jack Nicholson in About Schmidt. Mm-hmm. All right. Adaption's going on my watch list. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. I am very curious. Can I be really honest with you right now? Got Nicolas Cage and Meryl Streep. What else do you want? Uh, when you said, what's the name of the movie you're looking at right now? Adaption. Adaption. I thought you were saying he was nominated for a leading role in an adaptation. And you never said the, what it was adapted and, yeah, from. Yeah, a movie that was adapted. We all know it. I don't need to say it. <laughs> yeah. It's an adapted film. And I was like, well, all right. I guess uh, so he was in some movie. All right. So, anyway... Yeah, I mean, I I thought Christopher Rockman was good. I don't know. Some of these Oscar nods, I'm not so sure about. You're telling me there aren't... I don't know. You're telling me that's a top five supporting actor performance from that year? I think so. It was good. I think he did a really good job. Top five? Yeah. Hmm. I'd say top ten. But I mean, like, what makes the... Is it the nailing the character that you're trying to go for? Is it what kind... Because then it's like... Because he obviously nailed it. She did nail it. Ah, it was pretty good. He was good. Yeah. He's a good character. He's well written. He's a good boy. And he did it. He did it. He did do it. Okay. He became the FBI agent. Fun fact. I just have a couple fun facts for you. I've already shared many of them. All the roads in this movie were wet. Even though it's in like LA and, you know, Louisiana and stuff. Yeah. Here's why. Many cinematographers prefer the look of a wet road when shot on film. You gotta hose those boys down, make yeah. it look make it look tight, professional, yeah. sleek. Yeah. I didn't know that. Also, this project was first pitched in nineteen eighty one with Dustin Hoffman as Frank Abagnale. It took twenty years to finally shuffle around Hollywood and get made. So that's something. Um my final fun fact this is perhaps my favorite aside from me being in quebec city and you know having been there yeah this is a, probably the best one in real life frank abagnale was not arrested in dramatic fashion while printing money and being crazy by tom hanks in fact he was recognized at a grocery store from his wanted poster <laughs> somebody saw the wanted poster of him he was buying groceries and they were like that's the guy. <laughs> I remember because I remember being like he like they're like see they work the wanted posters work. <laughs> Seinfeld always makes fun of that too. He's got that. He's like, what are you gonna do? You're in line at the bank. <laughs> you know, you know, at the postal office. You see the poster. Look behind me. Look forward. If that's not the guy, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna do. But it worked. It worked on Frank Abagnale. So, so there you go. Now, do you think it would have been it would have won the Oscar for Best Picture if that had been how he got arrested? 
<laughs> if instead of a crazed bean <laughs> rant, uh, it would have been just chasing him around the around the printing press. Yeah, it's just he's just comparing two kinds of French cheese, and is like, uh, do I? Which kind of unpasteurized cheese would I like today? Yeah, I mean, probably would have. Would have beat out Chicago, The Pianist, Adaption, all those. Yeah. I tried to watch The Pianist. Is <clears throat> rough. It was just, it's one of those movies. The beginning is just like Nazi Germany, or are they in Poland? Nazi occupation. We're Polish, we're Jewish, we're slowly losing everything. And I was like, I see where this is going. This has been a very depressing 20 minutes, and I'm not in for the next two hours, so I'm out. I knew, it was one of those things you were like, we all know where this is headed, can we just cut to the depressing part? Like, it's not even like Schindler's List, where you're like, oh, you know what, Liam Neeson, you know, has a heart of gold. It's like, nope. It's just, I, so I didn't watch it. It's just a slow descent. And it's Roman Polanski, who we all know is problematic now so maybe i shouldn't have even watched in the first maybe that's what i get yeah for watching a roman polanski movie he's the because he did something bad and i don't know what it is but i know that it was bad enough that people say you shouldn't watch his movies yeah search roman polanski teeth go (laughs) do it teeth there you go i'm so excited for your like Google News feed now that you've searched for something. He was in a movie called Teeth Smile in 1957. Does that, oh. does that help you out? Does that help? Yeah. He is Polish. Yeah. He's a fugitive. Okay. But what did he do wrong? He's, yeah. Uh, unlawful intercourse with a minor. Ooh. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's one of the bad ones. That's one they don't really let you off for. Very easily. Yeah. Well, Tyler, you've seen this movie several times. You're all about it. You love it. You're upset that White Collar ripped it off. Would you recommend this movie? I mean, I'm not upset. I'm just saying. I didn't realize that it's it's so much based on it. Yeah, yeah. I like the movie. I recommend it. I think it's a good one. I mean, I did like the movie. It didn't scratch the itch I needed. It wasn't quite as good as I wanted, but it was a good movie, and it is pretty accessible. It's a Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks joint. Rated PG-13 with Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, what? It's pretty broad and uh, pretty accessible, I would say. So Here's the thing. Remake it. Give it to you-know-who. The guy. Yeah. The guy that I want to give every kind of heist movie to. Guy Ritchie? Guy Ritchie! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, Guy Ritchie. Who are you casting? We already know who it's going to be, but let's just say it on the count of three. Frank Abagnale is going to be played by one, two, three... Timothy Chalamet. Oh, it's like I, I was gonna be like the blonde guy from King Arthur. Because oh, he's like, uh, <laughs> you can't get a forty-year-old to play to play a seventeen-year-old. Oh. He's supposed to look twenty-eight. How dare you, sir? Hannah Montana taught me one thing, and that's that you can get a thirty-five-year-old to play any age. Right? Oh man, I told you, my friend. I had a friend. We used to make movies together, and he worked in Hollywood for a bit. He was like, oh yeah. You would get all the roles in Disney Channel movies. You just grow your hair out a little bit. You'd you'd be the you'd be the background actor in every High School Musical ever. That's what he told me. Yeah. Anyway, you're gonna have to shave your beard though. Yeah, yeah. That's the nice. beard is the beard is a problem. 
Or you can go like, uh, I remember there's one movie my wife was watching. I think they were in high school and it's like, oh, high schoolers, kids. And I was like, that man has a full beard. (laughs) She's like, well, he's probably a teacher. I'm like, they made it very clear there were no teachers in this room. He's got like a backpack on. (laughs) So I showed her the picture of, uh, what's the guy where he's like, hello, fellow kids. (laughs) (laughs) From Dirty Rock, it's uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. (laughs) He's got like a sideways hat and a skateboard and he's like 50 years old. Oh, so good. All right. It's a good movie. You know, it's on Netflix probably for a little bit or maybe it's, I might be gone by the time, by the end of the month. So chase it down. Catch it if you can. Oh, there it is. There it is. I mean, that's it. Really. That's, that's it. That's you can, thing, uh, yeah. you can follow, uh, hold on, hold on. You can share us with your friends wherever podcasts are found. Oh, yeah. At Opinion Havers. We're on everything now. We're I've made on, sure. If you look on Apple Podcasts, we're on the O list of TV and film, film <laughs> review podcasts. You sent me that list. I thought you were on like the popular podcast page or something. And then I'm like, you're just on the O's. I'm just on the O's. I was just surprised we were on the first page of O's. I didn't think we'd be in there. I thought there'd be way more. I thought we'd be pushed out by isn't so it, many other podcasts. Isn't it alphabetical? Is it not alphabetical? I don't know. Was it? I think I it was. Know. I just thought there'd be more podcasts with the name O uh, that do TV and film. Maybe there's yeah. not as many podcasts as we thought there were. All right? We're the 75th most popular O podcast yeah, in the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a pretty you big can, deal. You can follow us on all the social medias, unlike our... Uh, our current president, we are not banned anywhere. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, at Opinion Havers. Facebook, at Opinion Havers. So, uh, you know, I'm there. You can yell at me. You can ask for movie requests. And uh, we will do them if you're not, you know, a weirdo about it. So, uh, hit us up. And until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. What do you think the toy airplane budget was for this film? Oh my goodness. It was outrageous. No, I think it was the same toy airplane, and then they just digitally re- replicated it yeah. 50 times. It's hand drawn on the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>